0: The Ring Crew.
1: Stand by. We are the Ring Crew, and as that song just said, and no, that will not be the president, theme. we are back. Yeah. All right. All right. Woo. Woo! Ring Crew, the professional wrestling podcast. We set it up. We break down the world of pro wrestling. Yeah.
0: All the right. All
1: right. We're back, and today we're going to discuss a little backlash a little aew and uh we may discuss other federations that maybe you should be watching so i am ira the incredible ira there we go and according to my screen i'll introduce you how i'm seeing things there's my buddy from circling the drain mr sean radford What's going on? Here we are again,
2: another bi-monthly, according to WWE, big shows and stuff. The uh, backlash of WrestleMania, WrestleMania backlash is coming at you tomorrow, and uh, yeah, like I said, we're gonna uh, talk about the matches, talk about what's coming up, what our predictions are, and uh, you know, just have a good time talking about it. And that's that's about
1: it so far. We have the masked wrestler, otherwise known as sean law with his mascot where's sigzilla sigzilla uh, present <laughs> <laughs> the man who put this all together you can call well he's got too many nicknames we'll just call him the rabbi right now mr Poolman steve rabinowitz
3: good morning <laughs> gentlemen this is going to be a nice little talk as we kind of get more deeper into our ring through things. It's now the Big Four show, finally, that we're talking about. So,
1: True. True. And, man. and the man who's in the Vault of Pops, Mr. Larry Mormon!
4: I will be found buried underneath him at some point. I know that. <laughs> as we're ready to lash back at Backlash.
1: Ooh, look at that. Well, as the man just mentioned, Sunday, this Sunday, April 16th from the Thunderdome because they're not going anywhere yet. Will be WWE's backlash, and uh, we're just gonna jump right into it right now. Right now, they have
3: six matches pretty much on the card. Which okay. nothing, the got, nothing really got added last night, so it's, a, no? it's still a six match card.
1: Matter of fact, if you hadn't watched SmackDown last night, I really thought they were going to add the four-way intercontinental title match but uh it seems like that's going to be on smackdown next week so let's talk about the card that we do have we have damian priest the archer of infamy taking on the Miz in a lumberjack match so larry a a lumberjack match who do you think that favors more
4: Uh, usually lumberjack matches always tend to favor the heels just kind of the way the match is designed Uh, with this though you're going to have the Miz and John Morrison uh, Miz in the ring John Morrison outside of the ring too. just just No one really likes them in the WWE character wise. I mean, no one really likes them or enjoy it or or enjoy them. So I have a feeling that this match is actually going to benefit more priest because I feel like just whoever's going to be surrounding the ring, depending on how many wrestlers they have. Usually a TV taping lumberjack match has like five guys (laughs) outside where if it was a main event, they'd have the whole the whole crew would be out there. Uh, but this one, uh, go around, I think it's going to be Damian Priest. Uh, I feel like they're kind of setting up the Miz uh, for something a little uh, down the road with John Morrison, maybe kind of breaking them up. Uh, but for now, I'm seeing Damian Priest um, to to really take advantage of the Lumberjacks in the Lumberjack match.
1: Okay. Sean, how do you see the match playing out? John. Um, uh, well...
2: As far as who's going to win, I'm not really sure, but um, I, I would like to say that I'm, I'm so glad that the stipulation of a lumberjack match was chosen because it's been a very long time since we've seen it on a pay-per-view. It's been used as a generic match on like Raw and stuff like that. Not too generic, like it was like a niche match, but, you know, it would just be riddled with commercials and, you know, it wouldn't be as... Uh, you know, heavy, heavy handed, as I think it will be at the pay-per-view and, uh, being as Punishment Martinez beat Johnny Drip Drip and decided for the, uh, Lumberjack stipulation. I was happier than a kid in a candy store when, when that, you know, backstage promo happened on Raw. I was like, Ooh, Lumberjack match the pay-per-view sign me up. Uh, yeah, but, uh, I definitely think it's going to be in the favor of, uh, Punishment Martinez, AKA Damian Priest. Um, and, uh, (laughs) Yeah, uh it should be a good one, actually. That's uh one of one of the matches that I'm actually looking forward to with Backlash.
1: Hey, Sean Law, how do you see it?
0: Uh I mean I'm in the opposite camp first. Like the main reason you don't usually see lumberjack matches is they're usually only one way to book them, which is at some point the heel gets turned to the outside, he gets beaten up, he gets thrown back in, and there's a pin, one, two, three or at some point the face gets thrown out, doesn't get touched. Well, now we've had a
1: wrestling match uh, described to us, yes. (laughs) Well, no, there's a lot of people
0: on the outside who then help the face and hurt the heel as opposed to the opposite, which is usually the heel has a lot of people on the outside who then assist him because they're in a faction. Let's not forget... It's it's the inverse of traditional booking.
4: And let's not forget an an epic rivalry started in a Lumberjack match. You know, Diesel and King Mabel.
3: Yeah. All will oh, from a lumberjack. Match. Always, that's always one of those epic rivalries. <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> it's, it's right there. Right oh, on. My. And also
2: in another lumberjack pay-per-view match, John Cena almost killed Sabu throwing him through a table.
4: Yes. Ooh. There was
2: that too. And uh, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, anything's possible. You know, I always, I always like when more people are involved in a match, and chaos ensues, and especially since we're still in the Thunderdome and there's no crowd around, it makes it a lot more entertaining. I think thirty guys just smacking the crap out of whoever comes outside the ring, whether it's good or evil, it, it should be good time.
1: Okay, Rabinoids, how do you see this
3: first lumberjack match? I believe since I believe Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins had a lumberjack match at uh, SummerSlam, yeah, trying to think, eighteen yeah. or fourteen, but um. I'm actually in the camp. Uh, uh, in oh the camp my God, he's on He's on The guy who's on <laughs> right now? I think there's really only one <laughs> way that you book a lumberjack match, and that's it's kind of monotonous in my view. By the way, my views of this, you could just take everything that I said last month and just take out Bad Bunny uh, mentions, and this is what <laughs> Miz does not need. Any of these wins, I think he's there as someone who's going to boost people up. And I think yep. the E is kind of falling in love with Damian Priest a little bit. And I expect huge, huge things. And I think I'm expecting them really, really soon. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a world title contender within, like, the next three months.
1: I am a Priest fan. Uh, I am also a, a big Miz fan. The character work, the wrestling. Oh, it's great. Everything. Yeah. He's doing some of his best work. But like you said, he's... Uh, how
3: old is, is Miz now? Is he Probably in his mid-30s. But also, he's got Miz and Mrs. So he said he no, wants to go that route. He's
4: uh, he's 40. He's going to be 41 this uh, October.
3: Wow. He's got to be about my age, at least. Yeah, Born um, 1980. yeah he's 40. He's, and yeah. like you
1: said, he is setting up things for later on. He's not only have uh, Miz and Mrs. There are some other shows that he's also doing. So you could see this would be the time where you're putting other people over. So I keep, um, seeing,
2: uh, I keep seeing a groundswell that people want him to play Johnny Cage in the next Mortal Kombat.
3: Okay. So he said he would. possible,
2: he said yeah, he it would said be he would. a
3: dream job. He would be a dream role for him. And I think we would all love that.
2: I would like Remember to Ryan point, Reynolds, I'd cash in on that hand over
0: fist. Quick question to the group because I think this is an apples to apples comparison MJL for Miz.
4: Oh, Ooh, uh, I don't think that's an apples to apples. I'm sorry. I hate to say that.
3: Yes. It is. It is.
4: I'm going to go MJF.
3: I'm going to go MJF. I'm going to go MJF only because of the fact where he's placed on the card right now.
1: Ooh. I think
3: Miz is there. Miz is kind of more of, for me, a gatekeeper, as like an entertainer. MJF right now is based more as a I freaking hate you heel. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay, well, we're gonna move on to the next match, the Dirty Dogs, which is of course Dolph Ziggler and uh, Robert Roode. He's always Bobby to me. I don't care. Bobby <laughs> here, Bobby the Rude. younger and the older Mysterios. uh Rabinowitz. So, who's taking on the gold?
3: I think this feud's gonna go longer than this match. And I think you don't hype something up and then immediately do it, especially because SmackDown just has so few angles to work with right now. For God's sakes, we saw Shinsuke Nakamura wear King Corbin's crown last night. Ooh, as yes. an angle, And that's uh, the, neither of those guys were featured on TV at all going into WrestleMania. So I think I think you need this feud to continue a little bit more. I don't know why the, the Street Profits are not anywhere near the titles right now. I would rather see them with the belts than the Mysterios, but I think we're going to see a retaining um, because I think every time I expect Ziggler and Root to lose, uh, they win.
1: Okay. Uh, Sean, the masked, Sean. Why do I care about this match?
4: This is the Mysterios.
0: Yeah, but I, like, I love Rey Mysterio, but the thing is like they just came off of a huge thing with Rollins. Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. Because was that last WrestleMania or this WrestleMania?
3: That was last WrestleMania. That was the was for an eye thing. That was the eye for an eye kind of thing. Yeah, but that <laughs> was a
0: huge angle to introduce this kid. And then what have they really done to hype him up or give him something? Because he's worked with Rollins and then I, it just seems kind of like a filler slot match to me.
1: Hey, Larry,
0: you know, it's.
4: I forgot someone, I don't know if it was mentioned here or I read it somewhere else. You know, WWE, sometimes the equation is you lose, you lose, you lose, you lose, and all of a sudden you win a title out of nowhere. That and was
1: I Jericho of, talking about it on uh Stone Cold podcast, uh,
4: yes. Okay, that's very true, yeah. Which, by the way, excellent episode, yes. Um, and I kind of feel like this is a situation where. It you know, the 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 moniker or the key of having the first ever father-son tag team champions, you know, Vince is always in the now. And if you fall off his radar, you almost fall into oblivion. So Vince always kind of just focused, like his attention span, I feel like is so short at this point that it's ridiculous. So it figures in my mind, all right, we have this setup and we have an angle where it's a father and son, they've been teaming for a while you know, at this point, give him the titles. And I think it's, I don't think it's really anything other than Ray Mysterio deserves it. Dominic is not ready for it, but yeah. the whole father-son idea is probably what's going to drive this, um, this tag team to eventually winning the titles. And I kind of thought Rude and Ziggler were place fillers when they first won the titles. I'm actually shocked they still have the tag titles right now. But I think it's going to go to the Mysterios just for that family, you know, almost like, Hey, look, now we have, you know, family entertainment because a literal family are holding the gold.
1: <laughs> Sean,
2: Sean Bradford. Uh, I'm going with the dirty dogs because it pays to be rude, but I totally agree <laughs> that this is a filler match on a filler pay-per-view and they're really like, they still have Ray Mysterio still has gas in the tank so he can still go for the time being, um, they really like the name Mysterio. So they're keeping Dominic in the loop to actually push him once Ray is over and done with. And, um, yeah, it, it'll, it'll be a good match. Like, you know, with the exception of Dominic, all three, the other three are like seasoned pros who can really get it done. And, uh, yeah, it, it, I think it'll be entertaining. Um, well, but again, I'm, I'm sticking with the dirty dogs. Cause again, it pays to be rude.
1: Well, let me bring this up uh, a couple of things. One, I'm still not a Dominic fan. I don't think anyone
3: is I don't think he's really improved. I don't think he's, he's terrible.
1: terrible I don't I know, mind I think him he was terrible
4: yeah
3: but
1: uh, it's still it's sort of like a little bit he needed more seasoning but again you know how much time does Ray have he's not going to be doing this sure. forever Vince I'm sure is frothing at the mouth wanting that father son uh, father son match mm-hmm. and have them win the other was the reason that Rude and Ziggler got the belts wasn't that because they were complaining about, well, our contracts are up and we might be entertaining other offers.
3: So isn't that why they got the belts in the first place? I would do better than that if I was going to that. And we'll get into that a little bit later on. But, uh, Radford, you-, you had something? No,
2: actually, well, off tap that, but like, in all honesty, it feels like what they're doing with Dominic was what they did with Chavo and Eddie because yeah, Chavo wasn't really there, didn't really I mean, he had he had the chops for it, yeah. but it was like they had paired him up with Eddie Guerrero to kind of keep that character's momentum moving, and it almost feels like they're doing the same thing with Dominic and Ray even though Eddie and Chavo were uncle and nephew Ray and, you know uh, Dominic are father son it kind of feels like the same deal But, um, yeah, no, I think um, uh, as far as um, uh, Ziggler and Bobby Roode getting thrown the titles so this way they won't go anywhere, that kind of feels like internet story and a lot of just kind of, you know, hearsay. Um, I don't don't think, you know, slapping a tag team together and putting straps on them is ever going to keep anybody in a company if they're not happy. Um, But uh, who knows? That could be what happened, but uh, it sounds kind of loose.
1: I saw on the Dirt Sheets an interesting theory about this match, which would be the Mysterios win. But the reason the Mysterios win is because the Usos taking the belts back and they won't be able to take them off of the Dirty Dogs. So you need to transfer the titles onto the faces, just so the Usos can take it, and then the bloodline storyline will be Jimmy falls in line, and now you have an entire faction there. But that's you know I didn't invent it; just a theory. I hate to say it, it makes
4: sense, but um, it would just I'd, I'd hate to see the Mysterios as transitional champions.
0: Yeah. Sounds like long-term booking Vince is incapable of.
2: Unless <laughs> they're going to have the Mysterios feud with the Usos, and it's going to be like some family versus family type shit, that and I maybe the Mysterios wind up bringing in a third person to kind of eco out against Roman. Who knows? Aaliyah.
4: Bring back Aaliyah. Ooh, why not?
3: <laughs> He's 17 years old.
4: He's 18. <laughs>
1: okay, so moving like... on to the next match, we have This is my brutality. The champion, Rhea Ripley, against... Okay, calm down, Larry. Uh, I'm sorry. Calm down, Sean, for a minute. I'm sorry, Larry. (laughs) Calm down for a minute. Versus Asuka. (laughs) Versus the queen. The now, the opportunity maker, Charlotte Flair, for the woman's title. So, um, I guess I would be remiss if I didn't go to... Masked Sean first for his opinion. Yo, can for we get Charlotte out of this? Answer,
5: match? Hit us.
1: No, Masked Sean, not unmasked. No, I, I know.
2: I was. <laughs> say, I was saying. We all know his answer is going to be one word. So
0: just... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, can we get Charlotte Flair out of this match? <laughs> uh too late for that. No. All right, it's probably gonna be I. Right. <laughs> Really? That's what we're getting from you today? (laughs) I mean, Charlotte Flair, she's pretty good. (laughs) I guess Charlotte Flair just waters things down. Yeah, it's it's not going to be as good as straight Rhea versus Asuka. (laughs) Well, you did get that match. Yeah, but if you get, like, hey, man, sometimes the sequel's better.
5: Okay,
1: so you would like Charlotte out. Okay, unmasked, Sean, what do you see uh, going on here? Um, I'm going to say I'm going with
2: Charlotte and uh, I'm going to say it's going to be an absolute bar burner, barn burner just based on um, every uh, all the build up that I saw just the beginning of this week on Monday Night Raw like you know all three of them I don't really know Maria Ripley as well as I should but between all three of them I think it's going to be a nice triple threat I kind of wish they'd bring back the three way dance but that's never going to happen in the WWE so a triple
1: threat I'll take Okay, uh, Larry, uh, are they right to give Charlotte? Because it looks like, as she said, she is the opportunity. They She goes away. They put her right back in matches when she comes back mm-hmm. for championships. What do you think?
4: Do. And she usually ends up winning. She did it with the tag yeah. title. She's done it with a couple of raw, with singles championships. I Again, I, I've said this way back when. I feel like they're just pushing Charlotte to beat her father's record in a short amount of time, just to kind of get it over with. And I don't even know now if the tag titles now count in the overall record. Who knows that changes every week. Um, I am a little, yeah, I'm not, I mean, I like Charlotte. Don't get me wrong. And I'm kind of like in this new version of Charlotte, it's almost like leather and lace Charlotte, as far as like her gear, it has like that traditional feel of a Ric Flair robe, but it's got a little bit of leather in it now. That kind of gives it her own. Uh, who knows how much in the ear Andrade is? Uh, is she going to end up in A? That's a different story down the road. But I, I am kind of tired of Flair coming back and then immediately being put in a match because it just means she's a Vince a girl. So Vince doesn't know what else to do with her than just put a strap on her. Put a title on her, I guess, is more appropriate, and you know, put her into a match. <laughs> no, you got it
3: right the first time. No. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, but no, no. You, you had me at
2: Charlotte's
5: back <laughs> uh,
4: on, now, now, don't get me wrong, we had a similar style match at last year's NXT in your house with Rhea, Charlotte, and EO Shirai. And I guess, as Vince goes, replace EO with Oscar with Oscar, but you know. i I think the match overall is going to be really good. Rhea and Asuka are fantastic. They put on a great match at WrestleMania. Uh, I think Rhea will actually retain the title because she never really got that win over Charlotte, um, both at last year's WrestleMania and in that triple threat match. So I think it's going to be good, but I think it's going to be a little bit like that, like revenge, WrestleMania revenge from last year for Rhea over Charlotte. Just so happens? Asuka's in the match.
3: Hey, Steve. First of all, do you think Vince realizes that this is not a replay of that in-your-house match that Asuka and Io Shirai are two totally different people?
4: No, because I don't think Vince is aware of what NXT is.
3: Yeah, so I I think he's like, oh, we ran this match again earlier? Um, See, the problem with Charlotte is this. I think, first of all, this is a match that is, I think, almost too good for this pay-per-view I think this is saved up for more of a big four pay-per-view. Like, if I saw this on SummerSlam after build, I think this would be awesome. Yeah. But uh, I'll, I'll take Larry's thing one step further. There's no depth on that raw roster. I, it, I'm i glad they got the titles off of Nia and Shayna because that provides two actual bodies to put in that division. Do you want to see Charlotte Flair versus Mandy Rose every week? No, I don't think you do. And I think Charlotte deserves just a tiny bit better than that. Do you want be- to <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for other reasons other than the wrestling.
2: I'm
5: oh,
3: Why? All reasons, all around.
1: Yeah,
3: no matter what. So that's crazy. kind of the reasons why Charlotte I think is in this position. I think she, I the one problem I have with this feud is I think it's almost all focused on Charlotte. Like you hmm. wouldn't even know Oscar lost at Mania, or you wouldn't even know Rip, Ripley would have the title. But I agree with Larry. Rhea's going to retain here. They, they're planning a little bit of a run with Rhea, but again, Rhea's going to have no opponents after this, so who knows how much the Raw title will be buried because, again, long-term booking and Vince McMahon do not go in the same time.
1: Now we discuss the SmackDown Women's Championship where we have the champion Bianca Belair, the EST of the WWE, against Bailey, the longest Holding the longest uh, reigning championship. Uh, the longest reigning... somebody. Back to the, reigning, the longest long- reigning champion. <laughs> he got it! Yeah, password. All right.
3: <laughs> so you win, so you get to lead off. Uh, this I like this two in a feud. I, I'm very excited to see this match. They feuded a little bit in the beginning of the year to give Bianca some credit going into the Rumble. Uh, I, I'm interested to see how this match finishes and if this is gonna be the only match between the two. I think we have two other, let's say it, insignificant small pay-per-views of Money in the Bank and Extreme Rules before we get to SummerSlam and what will probably be the rebranding of the WWE to go back live on tour. So I'm curious to see, Belair's winning this match. I don't think anybody thinks Bailey is going to win here, but We're great. I'm curious to see how Air does I want to see a good performance from Bel Air like we did at WrestleMania versus Sasha. And it's probably going to be just Bianca versus Sasha, Bianca versus Bailey, Bianca versus Sasha, Bianca versus Bailey for a few months. And that's that's kind of okay with me because they're the two most legitimate people you can wrestle on that card. Bailey just oozes heat out of her right now. She does not need the title.
2: Uh,
3: Sean Radford.
2: Um, this match I'm kind of indifferent. Um, it's basically like, you know, pickles was just saying, it's just, you know, a roundabout of the same four women just kind of feuding three, four, whatever. Um, it was Bailey and Sasha for the longest. And now they've inserted Bianca into the situation. Um, and you know, it'll, it'll be back and forth. Uh, I'm, I'm sure. Um, I, I do like, you know, both of them for their styles and stuff like that. But as far as something, To really say, oh, man, that was a five-star classic match, it's probably not going to be. It'll probably just be like a time filler. Larry?
0: Uh,
4: I think uh, Steven said it best. You know, I think we all agree, Bianca, they're not going to take the title off of her that quickly uh, with Bianca. So now it's just a matter of how the match is going to go. And Sasha and Bailey, you can almost interchange them because they are so... What, what I mean by that is because they were a tag team, they were friends, they feuded with each other with Sasha and Bailey. even though they have two different styles, I think you still kind of get a great match out of both of them. I'm not going to say it's a five star match or it won't be match of the night, but Bianca Belair has definitely proven herself both in NXT and on Raw, excuse me, on SmackDown. That she can deliver, uh, obviously now, because she's SmackDown Women's Champion. And Bailey's Bailey. Her, even as a heel, she's doing, I think, like she's hitting her peak as a heel now uh, than she even did in the beginning, which is amazing, which is great. So it's going to be an enjoyable match. Outcome, very predictable, which is a funny word to use when talking about this stuff. But um, I think we're still going to be, it's going to be an enjoyable match. It's definitely not going to be a pee break. Uh,
1: uh, Nast, Sean.
0: I honestly think if you gave this a stronger build, you could have this be the main event of a show because Karen Bailey is probably one of the strongest (laughs) characters in the WWE right now.
3: By far. He's
0: (laughs) She's also a phenomenal actual in-ring worker.
1: And she has called the manager once or twice. So, you know.
0: (laughs) And on top of that, Bianca Belair is also pound for pound one of the most athletic wrestlers, like up there with Cesaro levels Mm -hmm. of athletic performer. I think she still needs work in terms of her character and on-the-mic skills. But I think she's still phenomenal. Um. So I think you have two of the most talented women in WWE right now with a one of the biggest titles in the company. you you could make this a huge important match and it's not being valued as highly as it should. And I think that's the issue of this match is you have something that could be gold. Yeah. And it's not being treated with the weight you could give it to really value and level these girls up a, a notch.
1: Well, I think that they did that with Sasha and Bianca, and it was such a build up because it was WrestleMania. I yeah. mean, they're really building towards something. And I agree, this could be just as big if they gave it time, if they built it toward, say, yeah. SummerSlam. But they really wanted to get it out there. I think they've done a good job with building the story in a short amount of time. It will be a great match. And hopefully it will build from here. And maybe SummerSlam will be like uh, Bianca versus Sasha versus Bailey. They're
3: going to yeah. get that. It's just a question and of when. it is. One yeah. of the
0: yeah. benefits is like I you sometimes slow burn, keep them apart, get the promos in, get the, yes. you know, Uh, what the brawls and stuff, and you got to do slow builds sometimes to really get really good things out of
1: it. Well, speaking of, uh, I don't know if this has been a slow build, I think it you could consider this a slow build. The for the WWE championship, the Almighty Bobby Lashley versus Braun Strowman, the monster among men, versus. I I always still want to call him the Scottish psychopath, but they've gone away from that. Drew McIntyre, because they have taken, okay, we're going to put you two together, and then you two together, and you two... And now we're getting all three. So, Larry, was this a good idea to put them all together?
4: Right away? I mean, personally, I feel maybe next month... Like, this is WrestleMania backlash. Let's have... Drew McIntyre try and win the title from Bobby Lashley and not have him face one on one on a Raw before the pay per view. Uh, with that being said, though, Braun Strowman has been since the Elimination Chamber really, you know, pitching the fact that he's a former champion and he wasn't involved in the Elimination Chamber, even though he was former Universal Champion, not WWE Champion. Uh, I think it's a situation of just getting more people on the show. It's a it's three powerhouses, though, and I'm a huge fan of the heavyweight division. Like in any boxing MMA, I just like the heavyweights because they just they just throw ham hocks at each other. And I think that this is going to be good in the long run because Braun has proven himself. He's come a long way since the Wyatt family and shows that he can wrestle. Uh, especially taking a straight shot in the jaw by Brock Lesnar and still going professionally is definitely, you know, you could put that on your resume. Um, So as much as I would have preferred one-on-one for a rematch for the title, I think it's going to be a a definite, um, not definite, but an interesting equation to see how all three of these monsters can work with each other and ultimately what the outcome is going to be. I'm actually kind of up in the air as to who's going to win. I feel like Bobby's going to walk out, but I- I'm not a hundred percent on that.
3: Okay, Rabbi, what do you think? Um, I don't know. I like, I like Lashley. I like McIntyre. I wanted to see a second, like legit pay-per-view match between the two. I'm kind of soured on Braun over kind of the last year or two. He is more of a WWE loyalist. He is like one person who will speak up for the company against other companies, against indies. So, but I think his wrestling moves have gone down since they've kind of showcased him more as a couple trick pony, especially if you give him, I don't even know if they've included those, that train sound when he goes Mm, around. Not in a while,
4: uh, I haven't heard it.
3: (laughs) Thank God.
1: Is Ron Roman the new age big show? No,
3: th- th- that's interesting. <laughs> He's actually right on that. I could also even say Kate is like that too. You have a big guy who has credibility. You can just put him in a feud immediately, put him as a third man, even put him in as a one-on-one character. But uh, this is going to be interesting because we haven't seen triple threat matches with this much mess in the ring. We usually like see a little bit of clashing styles. No, this is just, I'll hit you, you hit me, you fall down, I hit you, you hit me, well, you fall down. So let's see how that comes up. I like, so like I love reading, reading, but okay. Uh, <laughs> Mass Sean.
0: <laughs> Braun Strowman is such a new age big show, he's also getting the surgery to get the flip installed in his back to go from pace to heel <laughs> with a flip of the switch. Poor baby. Um Yeah, it's... I mean what is there any way that this match could possibly end with a no DQ or getting thrown out cuz I feel like they may try to do that
3: uh, they okay they, they mentioned many times lately in these bookings of triple threat matches that they are no DQs, so I, I, I doubt that's going to happen.
4: But we've seen DQs and no DQ matches, so I mean... We have, yeah.
3: but they've used, <laughs> they've used the, uh, I'll hit you with some stairs, or I'll have somebody come in and kick uh-huh. your ass, like uh, they, yeah. WrestleMania's main event with Uso re- um, interfered like six times. So, Radford,
1: um, yeah. are we going to get a finish to this match, or are they just going to have the ring fall apart?
0: Oh, no. <laughs> oh.
1: Um... <laughs>
2: I, d- I don't think the ring is going to explode. I think there will be a winner. Um, there's going to be shenanigans because it's a three-way. Probably see a couple of ref bumps. Um, I mean, you know, I've, I've, I've seen this match before, minus Braun plus Austin Aries. You know, this happened in Impact. This was a full storyline, including, you know, um, having uh, What's-His-Face as, um, as the manager. Like, you know, the whole thing has been, the whole story has been told already. Um, but it was all good. It was all entertaining and I like all three of them. So, uh, I think this is going to be a, a, a cool match. Like, um, I mean, it, it, it almost feels like they, they removed Brock Lesnar and inserted Bobby Lashley, like for the MMA prowess of like the big dude, like, you know, if Bobby wasn't there and Brock was still doing one-offs, I think Brock would be involved in this storyline against Drew rather than Bobby. But, um, I think because of the way things things are going and how uh, you know the cards are and everything. Um, I think this would be a good match, but I think the ring is going to stay intact.
1: Okay.
0: I feel like there's a small difference between Austin Aries and Braun Strowman.
2: <laughs> there absolutely is. It's a WWE. Um, <laughs> it was, it's basically Vince's mentality. And it's like, all right, well, we got these two guys, but there were supposed to be three guys in the storyline. All right, well, Austin Aries was like five nine. Let's get the biggest man at jam on the car.
1: Co- <laughs> throw his ass in there. Let's get this done.
2: Like, yeah. But
1: but, but uh, yeah. Aziz is now the biggest man and they have already given him a job. So yeah. That's true. He couldn't be in this. Yeah. And yeah. the ring has to stay intact. And I will tell you why. Because Roman Reigns, the head of the table, will be taking on the Swiss Superman. Cesaro for the Universal Championship and that will probably close the show so I'm guessing the ring probably stays intact. Sean Radford who's winning this match though?
2: I'm going to say Roman's going to retain because for some reason I think Cesaro is just the butt of every joke in the WWE. They give him just enough and then they pull it away. They give him just enough and then they pull it away again. Mm. Um, Yeah, I think Roman is uh, staying champ on this Mm. one. Okay, Matt's
1: drawn.
0: (laughs) Unfortunately, I think you're right. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's really unfortunate that you speak truth. However, I think it'll also be a fucking killer match. Like Roman's doing really good stuff right now and Cesaro's never done anything bad. And I think it'll be fun with the run-ins. So I think this is going to be a really fun match to watch.
3: Okay, Steve, what do you think? So this is exactly... I'm going to bring us back to when you talked about the contract status of Dolphin uh, Robert g- getting him the tag titles. Cesaro was that guy who basically was cl- close to having his contract run out. He pledged his loyalty, signed a new contract, and he got this as a result. I'm very happy for him. They're putting him in his spotlight again. He has been... It's really been since the beginning of the year that he's been kind of getting this slow push. This feud's not over with this match. If there's a match that's going to end in shenanigans that's going to lead to interpretation to a rematch, this is that match. So I'm happy to see Cesaro get a title shot, his first ever one-on-one title shot in a pay-per-view. I'm a little disappointed that they've been fo- focusing a lot on Jimmy Uso and his loyalty in the last few weeks to kind of overshadow Cesaro getting his first one-on-one title shot at the pay-per-view because there's been so much momentum towards him. Again, like most matches and backlash, there hasn't been a title change, a world title change on the pay-per-view after media in over a decade. So I, I can't see Roman losing here. But I, I can see this becoming another match again when we have our next pay per view, which will take us in the bank. Larry?
4: You know, again, talking about contracts, I like, I'm, when I heard this was announced, I was kind of fearful, fearful, like, oh, maybe they did not resign Cesaro. So, like, you know what? You're on your way out. We're just going to give you a title match and then enjoy, you know, enjoy the day. Um, but on the surface of it, though, this is a match that Cesaro has been deserving since. I mean, years, way overdue. Everyone agrees that it's way overdue. If this was WCW, I would almost guarantee that Cesaro would walk out as world champion because they would do like a a shock swerve like that. But it's WWE. And yes, they have been focusing now on the return of Jimmy, uh, which I like. I like like that as a story. I just don't know how that's going to pan out in this title match because I kind of also feel like you know Daniel Bryan's going to have something to do with it. Remember, he's banned from SmackDown. He's not banned from a pay-per-view. He's just banned from SmackDown. So who knows? There's definitely going to be some sort of interference. Uh, I think it's going to have something to do with Jimmy, something to do with Daniel Bryan. Who knows who's going to be faced, who's going to be healed. Yes, Roman's going to walk out as the winner, as champion. But Cesaro is going to... St- is just going to plant his flag and show that he's not just a tag team competitor. He can go, I mean, he's an amazing tag team, but he can go as an individual and he is long overdue for the world title because he's been in everyone's sights ever since that first uh, Austin podcast. When Vince mentioned Cesaro about like not grabbing the brass ring or whatever, that's kind of what opened everyone's eyes to Cesaro. If you didn't know him on the Indies. Uh, so I'm looking forward to a really tremendous match. Um, I just hope this isn't just a, hey, Cesaro, you're here. We're just going to give this to you. Have a good day, and then call it, you know, never see him again in the title match. That's what I'm worried about. I have,
2: I have one quick question that has to do with this match. Question for everybody. What's the over-under on how many times Roman gets swung?
5: <laughs> <laughs> that I'm one going of the things will be reality. single digits. All about the swinging, uh,
2: so I'm going under Roman 10. Roman swung more than 15 times. I'm going to say yes. yes. I say yes, so yes I'm more than 15
4: less than 30 how many times did he swing kali oh
2: cuz he has gotten uh,
4: kali in a swing he has. so
2: yeah
0: yeah
4: i'm going to say i'm going to say under 15 though i feel like roman has enough pull that he does not want to be swung
0: i'm going <laughs> under 10 right. yeah i'm going pretty limited cuz you know roman has a faction behind him to stop the swinging and
4: his veneers yeah. might just go shooting out of his mouth Right, yeah, yeah. That's
1: true. Well, Backlash, as we said, this is the first WrestleMania Backlash, but there have been many Backlash pay-per-views and we asked Sean Radford to go back and tell us about his favorite match. Yes, yes, yes. So
2: I'm going to take everybody back to April 30th,
1: 2006. We're going with the Triple
2: Threat match of John Cena, Edge and Triple H for the WWE title. And if you want to really see, yes, this DVD cost me 75 cents. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, so this was uh, off the heels of WrestleMania 22. Athena uh, defended the title at WrestleMania and tapped out Triple H. Triple H showed up on Raw the next night, I believe, and demanded another title shot. Edge came out, the rated R superstar, hand in hand with Lita, and said since he beat Mick Foley by spearing him through a flaming table, he deserved a title shot. So then they went back and forth over the course of time, which turned into a triple threat. And boy, was this triple threat match no joke. I mean, Triple H gets busted open to the point where he is bleeding from head to toe. Edge tries to DDT him through a table. Table don't break. Um, You know, it was just uh all all the types of classic just just spots the sledgehammer comes into play he uh triple h drops it cena winds up uh you know rolling over the pedigree and pinning him triple h picks up that picks up the sledgehammer again beans both edge and cena and then just kind of tells him to suck it leaves the ring so cena retained the title but went through just an arduous journey. And it was just a really cool back and forth of the three of them. Like, you know, with other spots of like Edge standing on the lip of the ring and being like, no, 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 you guys fight, you guys fight, it's fine. And then uh, there was another, there's another spot where um, Triple H is standing on the edge of the ring. And uh, um, what's, uh, damn it, Edge goes to suplex and back into the ring. Cena dives out, grabs Triple H by the ankles, smashes him into the lip, which actually takes the, the top rope, hitting, uh, hitting Edge and flinging him backwards. Um, and then we also had another spot of who could smash uh, Edge's head harder on the announce table. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes,
0: I forgot about and, that.
2: And Triple H just duking back and forth. And all in all, it was the really good match that was a great backlash to WrestleMania. And-
5: you know um, what
1: you were missing there? The one you yeah. haven't mentioned is going back. This was two thousand and six, right? King Jerry Lawler and Jr. Calling this match yes. is just brings that extra intangible. It oh, Listening absolutely. to Jr. Just sitting there going, and he's got the crimson mask on. <laughs> Triple H is just bleeding profusely. Bleeding. The like yeah. I mean, match that that's one. Put thing. it over the top
2: for me. There's one STF where like Cena's got it really wrenched back and he's clenching and Triple H is spurting blood out of his forehead yeah. and it's running down Cena's forearms and it's just like wow yeah and it's and it's in full color I don't know if it's cuz on DVD that I had watched it or you know if the WWE is reverting to black and white at that point, but I'm not really sure. But no, um, all in all, yeah, I would definitely, uh, That's that was one of the highlights of a uh, title match that I can remember for Backlash.
1: Uh, like you had said, it was won by pretty much a roll-up. It was just a reversal. And sometimes yeah. after such a hard-hitting match, which it was, to, to win by that little thing, sometimes you feel like that was a rip-off and sometimes yeah. it just works yeah. uh-huh. it, it totally worked uh, guys what do you think
4: no uh, no agreed and i like those simple quick endings kind of like what we got with uh, randy orton and drew mcintyre at Summerslam. one would have backslide right i think it was a backslide um i, I do remember that Matt. i did forget the 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 smashing of the the dueling smashing of the heads you know who's going to do a better rabbit season or duck season <laughs> and, and edge was the tree um, and you know, 06 is an interesting year in the WWE and for John Cena. Uh, coming off of WrestleMania, you know, it's funny. You know, we were talking about like Charlotte Flair being put into a rest, basically, a WrestleMania rematch, Braun Strowman being put into a WrestleMania rematch. I guess this is the par for the course for Backlash with yeah. Edge being put into a WrestleMania rematch. Yeah. Um, so I, I, so I guess we shouldn't be shocked that we've seen all these triple threats. backlash but uh yeah no that was definitely a different time the blood flowing you know you can we that's a whole episode unto itself to talk about how blood makes or breaks a match especially in 2021 versus 2006 or anything before that
2: especially Uh, i I also kind of feel in retrospect sometimes you see a match that has you know either a little bit or a lot of blood in it and then you watch the match again a few years later and you take it into a different perspective. Oh, like, totally. Even you forgot about the situation yep. or like you didn't realize that JBL hit Eddie Guerrero that oh. hard with, with a chair and then he just lit up the entire mat like red. Oh, like, God. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we could do a whole show on bloody matches. I'd be yeah. all for that.
3: Yeah, know? that'd be fun. I think this really, uh, around that time, I remember... Oh, wait, they had a four-way match for the title where Triple H won. Oh, 07, I believe it was Cena, HBK, and again, Edge and Orton in a yep. title match. That's a multi-man match. And then in 04, you had uh, the rematch from WrestleMania 20 between Triple H, Shawn Michaels, uh-oh. Uh <laughs> oh! That, that's, that's exactly how I remember it. That's exactly how I remember it. So, so we you have got, a lot of triple threat matches at this point. Wait, so wait, wait, wait. just backtrack a little bit. Just backtrack a little
2: bit, Steve. We heard Triple H. Shut. Who else was in that match? It was Triple no, H. That, no, he got
1: right. He got right. He, <laughs> it was Triple According H- to Storm the WWE, <laughs> is now listed in that match. So, hmm. <laughs> That's think insane. the initial CB. <laughs> oh, oh right
2: okay all right yeah well, uh,
1: Sean, uh, what do you <laughs> and sigzilla think about
2: it we might be talking about wwe but we're not wwe affiliated through and through so chris benoit was in that
4: oh, match. oh, yes, oh no I, I, No! how dare you we're blacklisted talk about
1: <laughs> Any more than you
4: do, but Only on Vice. No. Only on Vice can we talk about him.
1: <laughs> okay. uh, Dawn, what do you
0: think about? So, I mean, Dawn. this match in particular <laughs> is hard
2: knocks. Hard knocks for your children.
0: What is an absolute barn burner because, like you said, it's a quick finish, but all throughout the match, they're hitting the biggest moves. The like big attitude dog adjustment reversed with the spear like mm-hmm. a lot of the um, big stuff out of the corner there's so many big moves and really clever moves I mean between Edge, Cena and H you have genuinely three of the greatest minds in wrestling absolutely sitting down putting together like okay how do we make everybody shit their pants mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and, they and did then you
2: also, you also I mean it was it was a minor botch it could have gone a lot worse but you put Lita into the situation where she has a chair, she takes a running start at Triple H, and he goes to pick her up to give her a spine buster. She drops the chair, and it almost and it lands underneath her. Yes. And it was yes. just like I had to backtrack that to go, oh, she okay? Oh, it just
1: hit Triple H's forearm. We're good. No problem. But, yeah, like, yeah. just bumps galore. So we have a new pay-per-view coming up soon uh, from the people who brought you – AEW, it's time for double or nothing, and this time Sunday, May 30th, in front of dare we say it, a full crowd, like yes. 5,500 people. No, nope. it's gonna be double or nothing. Uh, the card right now, we don't have everything, but the one match everyone's looking forward to is the Stadium Stampede match, where we have the pinnacle against the inner circle. And as we know, the stipulation is if the inner circle loses, they are disbanded. Larry, you look disheartened.
4: I love the inner circle. Look, Chris Jericho is my number 1A favorite wrestler of all time. Uh, and the, the inner circle is, is a group of guys who I think individually, and I take nothing away from them, don't get me wrong, I don't mean disrespect, but just may not have hit that level individually or as a tag team. In reference to Santana and Ortiz, then you know, without being paired with Jericho, just like what Jericho did with Aew, Jericho was the name to get people to watch Aew when it started. I think by pairing Guevara, Hager, and uh, Santana and Ortiz into the inner circle has actually made them a very entertaining group to watch. Uh, and to see them break up is gonna be you know very something very sad. To see if they lose stadium stampede. Now I didn't, I missed last year's stadium stampede. I didn't order the pay-per-view. I will be ordering it this year. So I'm very excited to see what it's going to be like with the pinnacle being involved, which again, are a group of guys who together will be able to reach no pun intended, the pinnacle. Um, whereas individual, they might lackluster a little bit. Um,
1: that's but the name it, of my, of my stable coming up, lackluster. Lack, I like <laughs> it. Thank yeah. it. Um, so, but,
4: <laughs> but I think that's what AEW is good. AEW is good at taking a lot of this talent and really showcasing who they are and what they can do. Uh, like Sean Spears, he's not just a 10 guy. He is a wrestler. Um, if blood and guts showed us anything, it showed that a lot of these guys can wrestle. It also showed that production may be on a different level, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Uh, but I'm, I'm looking forward to um, to the stadium stampede just because I heard it was so good last year. Not yes. the match I'm looking forward to of the night, but definitely a match I'm looking forward to.
2: It's, um, looks pretty good so far. Um, I, I do hope the Inner Circle does win um, because as a faction, um, I think I think they are very good. Um, I really, I really, I really liked LAX, Santana Ortiz, you know, whatever. I I watched them, watch them grow through House of Glory (laughs) and uh, any type of, any type of, uh, you know, push in the right direction is really good for any one of them. And again, you know, just saying what Larry was saying too, was like none of these guys would have even hit the mark that they're involved with. Like, you know, Jake Hager would have just been like, a screwjack Swagger, whatever." Sammy Guevara may have turned into like one of the you know mid-card high flyers, and you know Santana Ortiz would be on the same level as the Private Party, basically. Um, but, but you know, Je- uh, Jericho did give them that credit, and uh, I do like I do like the faction as a whole. So I hope they win.
1: Okay, masked Sean. Um. Well, Fozzie's gotta go
0: back on tour once stuff opens up. So I you know. This is true. They gotta disband. Because I mean, you gotta see Fozzie, man. Everybody's clamoring. I've seen next...
4: Fozzie. I saw him live.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen I've seen Waka Waka Fozzie. Is that okay? I, saw, I
2: actually uh I, I technically saw them. I saw Stuff Mojo once open for a band
4: at a show.
2: They were not hit, you know. They were not led by Chris Jericho, but I've seen uh, more than half of Fozzie.
4: I, well, at, let me rephrase. I saw Fozzie during the Moongoose McQueen era. Oh, God,
0: <laughs> way, okay. back, uh,
4: way back. Way right. back.
0: Regardless, right. it's just one of those things where you're just looking at Jericho like, all right, man. Yeah, I get it. You don't want to bump, but also, no. Uh, I guess people like your theme, man. Cool. <laughs> Have fun. Oh, God. Uh yeah, take five. You did good, kid.
4: Uh, <laughs> Are you not a Jericho fan?
0: No, I think he's great. I also don't want to no. see him not wrestle. No, he's a fan of being
3: cynical. That's thank you for yeah,
0: understanding. Thank you.
3: Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, so uh, <laughs> after all of that, let's move on to this. Uh, uh, so the interesting thing about Stadium Stampede one, and I don't watch a lot of AEW pay per view matches, but I heard so much about it that I took the way uh, I find my way to saw it, see it on YouTube. Is that a lot of those bu- that a lot of those bumps were kind of not comedy angles, but it was kind of building building a story. You mm-hmm. had that. Crazy Matt Hardy chasing Sammy Guevara around in a golf cart. Yeah. You had Hangman Page and Kenny Omega toasting with milk halfway <laughs> through it. You had Matt Hardy drowning LAX, or I'm sorry, Pride and Powerful, in the Lake of Regeneration. And also go through, I think, at least two or three of his uh, personas in that <laughs> same match. So... I don't know what you expect because the pinnacle and inner circle feud. I don't think you're going to see MJF really wanting to do too much comedy stuff intentionally. I don't see FTR being like, okay, let's go being drowned in a lake. Yeah, we I left actually, that place
1: where we had to do that
3: yeah. to come to another place. So yeah, so it's going to be interesting how Stadium Stampede two is built is booked just because of the fact that Stadium Stampede one was kind of almost like an event because Double or Nothing was kind of a return to wrestling for AEW and they wanted to book a big match that was almost in the really theme of cinematic matches. We're kind of past that in 2021. We want to see more wrestling matches and AEW and Pinnacle could bring us that in this match, but we don't know.
1: Well, speaking of the unknown, we have matches that are speculated the card so let's see the uh, new TNA champion Miro uh, the speculation is that he will be taking on Lance Archer and not going back to Darby so um, what do we think of that uh, Matt Sean
0: well he's definitely not going to go back to Darby because the way the rules work in AW is once you lose a title your points are wiped you go back down to the bottom ah, and you, you have to work your way back up that's why they have the win-loss record
1: which is going to be
3: fun in like five
1: years when you're like 143 and 87. <laughs> what? It well, no, that you cash year, out. I believe. It's, so
3: that's, you, uh, you
0: build up your win loss. It, it carries throughout the year. So you oh, build up a win. Forever. forever. <laughs> so you build up your win loss up to the point where you're number one contender. You cash it out for a title shot. You get your title. Then once you lose it, you lose it. No rematch clause. Okay. So. It's a different promotion. Different promotion, different rules.
1: So, what do you think of Lance Archer versus Miro then?
0: Uh, it's going to be good because Lance Archer is great. Like, he's a if you've Seeing the Lance Archer match, they're intense as hell. Like, he's a really, really good worker. And Miro is personally one of my favorites. The moment I saw him in NXT, I, I saw him debut in NXT. And I'm like, oh, this dude's nuts. <laughs> He was like, he came out of the gate doing a cartwheel kick looking like I, I'm trying to think of like the, he looked like the iron sheet just really jacked. Like he's just <laughs> a soggy dude came out doing a cartwheel kick. I'm like, Oh, he's crazy. Oh,
4: he's hey, going to kill somebody.
1: You look like you got something to say there.
4: Oh no, no, no. I, I agree. I Miro again, like I said before, I like hard hitting matches Uh, and Lance Archer and Miro, for the TNT championship can be a very hard-hitting match. I was actually kind of shocked that Miro won the title. I'm not upset that he won the title. I'm just I- – I thought they'd give it to Darby just a little bit, Keep let him keep it a little bit longer. But with Miro, who's definitely deserving to be champion – I think he should have been WWE champion, but that's a story for another time. Uh, Miro, you know, as a lot of guys and girls do when they leave the WWE and they go somewhere else, they're rejuvenated. Just wait for Slammiversary an impact it's it, trust me with like half the people who show up who got released because they purposely booked it after the 90 days of the uh the no compete uh clause mm-hmm. but with uh, Miro and Lance Archer the I'm still get a kick out of watching Lance Archer and John Moxley from Wrestle Kingdom a couple years ago for the U.S. the IWGP U.S. championship that was so hard hitting um and Lance Archer is just everyone must die so you know he he lives by that moniker and miro telling darby allen you know i will kill you you know that's AEW for you so it's going to be uh, if the match happens i think it's going to be very hard hitting and a fun one to watch
3: okay uh steve which is funny because when jake the snake roberts is with lance Ar- archer he almost looks like he's dead that <laughs> Oh, right um Poor jake uh, so Miro is an interesting case cause him being brought in as the best man for Kip Sabian mm-hmm. was almost for me, like a waste of his talents for many, many months. And, uh, then when he decided to just be like, okay, I'm going to start kicking people's ass. That's when we saw the Miro that I think we really, 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 really want to see. Archer is a man who is awesome, but he's He's filler. There's going to be a lot of filler for Miro. Miro is going to have a long reign as TNT champion because he seems like he's one of those I set him up you knock him down. But I have a question for Ashton before we move on. How does that, with the whole you don't get a rematch, how does that explain Moxley getting his rematch like two months after he lost it to Kenny Omega in that barbed wire match? He didn't really have to work his way up to it. Kenny just granted him a title rematch. Was it for the title? Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah, was a title match. Yeah, it might
0: have been a special contract, <laughs> like <side laughs> thing. it was a glitch but, in the matrix. I'm gonna call, call Tony Khan the
1: stipulation. They're <laughs> called stipulations. They can
0: it, have it, yeah, it was done. a stip it was a special stipulation. <laughs> but technically speaking, by the rules, classically, from what I remember when the promotion first launched, they said this is how we're doing things. So there, there isn't going to be an immediate rematch.
1: Okay, Radford, Miro versus Archer. Yeah, so
2: uh, I don't like Lance Archer at all. Um, mostly for his poor choice in tattoos. Uh, that back piece is hard. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. Okay, unmistakably yeah. bad. Um, I'm a huge fan of uh, Miro. Um, I think he's a beast on the mic. Um, he's very funny. Um, I think that's going to be very interesting with this title run. And... Um, I really wish they would bring in David Hart Smith and just bring back the killer lead squad because I think Lance Archer is more suited as a mm. tag team in tag teams, especially he was, you know, he did great things in TNA way back in the day with kid cash as well. Um, I think he's a great tag wrestler. I don't like him as a singles competitor and his ink sucks. Um, pairing him with Jake, the snake was a step up, but you know, three points out of 10 don't really count for nothing. So Miro for the win. Okay.
5: We
0: talked about Mirror on the mic and we appreciate his greatest contribution to entertainment, which is I forget who it was. Uh oh no, was that a Seamus moment? Who the hell was it talking about on Twitter? I take it back, forget it.
1: <laughs> All right. Askilla, see what he says. All right. If you happen if you happen
2: to remember, just post the anecdote on the Ring Crew Facebook page,
0: and uh, we'll <laughs> yeah, I'll find the video, that. and post it to the yeah, Facebook it. page.
2: Plug, plug, plug. plug. Okay. Plug yeah. You know, we can take conversations off this show and put them on the page and get the Absolutely. fans involved. Absolutely. So, uh, hey, fans, get ready for uh, Sean's half a thought to be slapped up on <laughs> Facebook later on.
0: Okay, it was Miro and. Uh Seamus Miro is going, Hey, we're gonna watch Total Divas. Seamus yells, we're not watching that shite.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's... <thing>. Uh <laughs> it's going up on the ring crew now. <laughs> nice.
1: The ring crew, we've liked to do this. Like I said, we're gonna set it up, we're gonna knock it down. We're not just gonna talk WWE, we're not just gonna talk AEW. We're going to talk the world of professional wrestling. Shorty yeah. brought up impact before there's new yes. Japan. There's NXT, whatever you want to talk about, put it up on our website. So right now we're going to talk about something. Maybe you're not watching, but should be. And why? So Larry, what are you watching right now?
4: Uh Honestly, I think one of the shows to watch, yes, granted it's, you have to pay to watch it. But I think five bucks a month isn't the worst thing in the world. Uh, NWA, the return of the National Wrestling Alliance. Before the pandemic, they were hitting on every cylinder that there was. They were on YouTube, granted. So they were able to watch uh, for free. But they're so throwback to old school studio um, studio wrestling. Was such a refreshing view of the business and how they kind of went old school. And not only that, but seeing a lot of new talent that you never really saw before. Then the pandemic hit. Unfortunately, it screwed up everyone, but especially NWA. But now you see half those guys, you know, uh, Ricky Starks, former NWA television champion. Uh, yeah. So Ricky he- Starks is great. Ricky Starks is amazing, and right now, even though it's not official yet, I think they're leaning for NWA's next pay-per-view, Nick Aldis, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, to defend against Trevor Murdoch. Do you not remember the Raw Tag Team Champions of Cade Uh and Murdoch? Trevor Murdoch, former now NWA National Champion, and he, again, he's uncharacteristic maybe for a World Champion opportunity, but in the end-
2: Dusty Rhodes kind yes. of feel to, to his body size and the way he yep. brawls.
4: Yeah. Yep, and, and it works in NWA. You know, Tyrus is in NWA. The the Pope is in NWA. So I feel if you have a chance, definitely pull up the old NWA stuff. Granted, it's not a yearly thing. Maybe try the first month, you know, $5 on Fight TV to watch NWA Power. Their pay-per-view is coming up. I don't remember the date. I apologize. I'll put it up on the group chat. Um, but their next pay-per-view, and their pay-per-views are fun. They're very simple. And uh, that's what I say. I recommend the National Wrestling
0: Alliance. I also think Aldis I, is one of the best wrestlers working right now. And weren't you also
2: saying, Larry, that they went back to the 05 of, like, the hour marking? Like, when they, oh, when yeah, they yeah. Won, they're on, like, 605 or what? they
4: They're one. on Tuesday. Yes, you're right, Sean. They're on Tuesdays at 605 on right. fight. And for All their – school. And for their NWA television championship matches, it's a six-minute and five-second uh, yeah. uh, time limit.
3: <laughs> it's odd, but it... Any actual decisions in six minutes and five seconds. It works. Like, hey, but it
4: it works. Work. What? What? Don't use that word on this show. How <laughs> dare you use that word on that
3: show? Um, I mean, with logical reasoning, it's like you can just stall out of the ring for like well, two minutes.
4: If you remember, the original NWA TV rules was you had, if you won the match in the first 15 minutes, you won the title. If it went over 15 minutes, the title wasn't on the line anymore. You still went, but the title wasn't on the line. Right. Wow. So it's got weird rules, but I
0: like it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Sean, Masked, Sean, what are you watching?
0: Most recently, mean, somebody's tracked down GCW, uh, 4th of July uh, 2019 and 2020. And we watched them back to back. If you want the most backyard bullshit chaos possible, <laughs> it's a really great time. Um, There were a lot of fireworks used as weapons, but I will say the one thing about GCW that I do enjoy is they usually have, compared to, if anybody watched CZW back in the day, the actual quality of wrestling is higher. Um, They yeah. actually do train... Or especially compared to if anybody watches deathmatch wrestling, which is, these are kind of deathmatch tournaments. Ooh. Especially what? if anybody watches BJW or any other deathmatch circuits. Um, usually some, uh, the quality of wrestling isn't that good. And the quality of storytelling isn't that great. The GCW is definitely a step up, I think, compared to those other promotions. It's still a deathmatch tournament. You know what you're signing up for. But I think they're very tongue in cheek. They have a lot of fun. They try to be as safe as possible and cheeky. And uh, so that's what whilst- you want in a deathmatch. Right. No. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Well,
2: No quality wrestling, no quality storylines, but the
0: fluorescent lights (laughs) are just
3: perfection. Uh, It's about having a good time.
0: Have you ever watched, because I have on DVD the the first, I forget, I think it's 10 years of BJW. Mm -hmm. And it's they would legitimately take flamethrowers and shoot them out over the audience, and then light up the light tubes and throw them at each other like spears. Oh, yeah.
4: Nuts! Yeah, no, they're absolutely nuts. I've seen a lot of that stuff as well. It's definitely a niche. See, that's what I think is good about this section of what we're going to be doing with the podcast is five of us, and we each ha- are going to have our own what we enjoy most about the sports of professional wrestling, and that's could have come out here uh, and trust me I've been to one GCW show and it, the cops showed up but that's a whole other story um, but I did see a guy take a snap mare off the top rope via a fishing pole with the hook already going through the cheek of the guy oh. and just yeah, whoosh, yeah. That was weird. Uh,
0: <laughs> I don't think we've ever shown this on camera, but I have, it should be noted, the flags here is never. Oh, there he Crazy is. Monkey.
4: Crazy Monkey.
1: A necro Crazy Monkey. Well, wow. You
4: gotta watch those matches. Good lord.
1: So where do you find where do you find GCW? How can we watch of it? what is it? Fight TV?
4: No, no, uh, they might be on Fight TV. I think they were they were on uh IWTV, but I think they got kicked off. Uh and then you can watch highlights on YouTube.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> Fight TV is where we've tracked them down. Nice. Hey, uh, Sean, unmasked Sean. <laughs>
2: um, what have I been watching recently? Oh, actually, um, I'm going to go back to the WWE for a quick second and uh, just show off. They started releasing the unreleased series, so I got this <laughs> one right here, which is 1986 and 1995. I got the Randy Savage unreleased, which oh, is you yeah. know. Yeah. And I just recently got the Shawn Michaels version. Nice. So what these are, are they're compilations of matches that were recorded at house shows or dark matches and stuff like that, that were never aired on television or on any sets or anything like that. Which the cool part about that is, um, especially on the Shawn Michaels set, Because for anybody who's been to Monday Night Raw, there's usually a match after the main event that's televised, and they actually show a few of those matches on this set. Oh, okay. And the other weird, um, interesting part about it is because some of these matches are recorded at house shows, there's no commentary. So you literally sit oh. there for 10 minutes and watch a full length, well produced match, like do like, you know, the uh, professional cameras and everything like that. And all you hear is the crowd reaction. It's one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen, especially since the first set starts in 86 and ends in 95. So you have three full discs of 1980s wrestling with no commentary. Awesome. Try not to fall asleep during that, I dare you. <laughs> um, yeah, but all in all, it's, uh, it's, uh, they have been uh, really interesting. It's, it's very odd to watch wrestling without commentary. It's literally almost like being there. Um, But, yeah, I would definitely recommend for anybody who's out there on Amazon and stuff, definitely check out the WWE Unreleased
1: series. It's well worth your time. Now, Sean, I'm going to say what a lot of people are saying. Well, first of all, behind you are all DVDs. Yes.
3: Yes.
2: Yes. Yeah, it starts here and goes down. So we got Ring of Honor. We got TNA. We got WWE. We got basically everything. Like, I've kind of stopped buying wrestling DVDs because I own them all.
1: Because <laughs> so I'm wondering how many people are going
2: DVD. What I have right. to put a one yeah, in there? DVD, Wait a right. yeah. A yeah. It's more like streaming, except you physically take a disc, put it into something, and push a button called play.
4: Been there, I don't done that not Think
0: I have anything <laughs> that plays DVDs anymore?
2: <laughs> Badly, I don't have to worry about streaming services transferring over to NBC and being like, we're getting rid of all this content because it's not PC. Hey, guess what?
1: Yeah. I, it. I can
3: <laughs> watch the crap out of it. Okay, yeah. uh, Steve, what are you watching? Um, Dark Side of the Ring on Vice has always been very entertaining mm. to me in the first two seasons. The third season just debuted uh, a week ago Thursday. They did a two-part on Brian Pillman. Yes. And all of the crazy stuff he did and showed the evolution of his crazy character. Mm-hmm. Two episodes I'm looking forward to, and yes, I will get to the Nick Gage episode. Let's talk about Nick Gage. Oh, God. Get that cut <laughs> away from the <laughs> away from the, uh, friends, pellet gun. that could refer BB to the film episode or the Gage episode. <laughs> but, uh, two episodes that I'm looking forward to, because they're going to air it in two parts. One is going to air, I think, a week from Thursday, and that's, uh, the collision in Korea. I, I don't have, want to see. Yeah, this, maybe that I really want to see. The, that and I've since I wasn't really brought into wrestling fandom until like 1998. Mm-hmm. I want to hear about stuff that I've never really heard about. So that's something I'm really
4: remember doing. that pay per view.
3: And then the have other. You listen to the podcast about it? No, I haven't. I really want to listen to that. I will probably watch it first and then listen to the podcast afterwards. The other one will be done later this summer, and that's called The Plane Ride from Hell, which <laughs> happened in 2002. Yep. And all of the things, I've heard little bits of it, and I never actually yeah. have heard the full story of it. I cannot wait. It will possibly be the most unintentional dark comedy, Dark Side of the Ring, <laughs> that I've ever seen in my entire life. So those two episodes specifically, but it's such a great series. And that's also something you will never ever find on Peacock or possibly any, any streaming or wrestling service because it really tells a true story of everything that happened. Except don't listen to the Jim not parts. <laughs> this is the true story. True story of
1: wrestlers or, oh, never mind. 40 wrestlers 20,000 <laughs> feet in the air. Uh, I think Think now, maybe a golden time of wrestling. Not just because we finally again have somebody to go against WWE, which is always entertaining. Uh, ROH, New Japan, all these all these wonderful places, and I look forward to seeing more things as you guys bring them to us. But you can go home at any point, Sean excluded because he can do this at any time with his collection of dvds and pressing what what was that word play, play? Press yeah it.
5: yeah <laughs> rewind
2: okay. Rewind. yeah i got play i got pause i got skip i got slow scan i got menu buttons um background menus bonuses you know <laughs> Plenty of, plenty of old school don't try this at home type things uh you know totally yeah yeah you don't use holy bird in not trying this at home words they i'm not to hearing me.
0: peer-to-peer streaming <laughs>
1: not try any of this at home but i yes, came sure. home totally, totally i happened yeah. to see the vice episode that steve was talking about dark side of wrestling i enjoyed that i flipped the channel and the channel that's you know when you're watching. Actual <laughs> theme and, shut down uh, another program. Right now, and right A and E was on, and now they have the biographies. Yes, and we've seen Stone Cold. I'm looking forward to really the Shawn Michaels one. Uh now they also have. If you haven't seen it, most eight, WWE's most wanted treasures, where they go out and they find these things that. Whatever happened to Kane's first mask, which ironically, Kane had to make himself. Yeah. <laughs> you would think he would have that. But no, little things like that are scattered all over the country, all over the globe, really. And they bring in the actual wrestler who wore it or made it or had something to do with it. And they have to haggle. The WWE actually has to haggle with these people and go, well, I'm going to offer you like, tickets to a show and an autograph for for the original urn from the undertaker and and the undertaker's there which right away i would be like take some pictures with me we're done these people are like no i want the um bloody corpse of uh i want al snow's head and i'll take that and a cape from macho man in exchange for it so it's a great show.
4: It is. Like, I'm
1: sorry, Undertaker.
2: You just rolled up here in a limo. I'm not taking free <laughs> WWE <laughs> swag for this turn. I is this money, just dude.
0: WWE Pawn Stars? Yeah, a little bit.
2: <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's the it, it, the um the popularity of, like, shows about pickers and, and haggling and just old stuff and things, like, has been on and going for the past 10 years on the History Channel. It's nice to see the WWE just uh, joined in.
4: Meanwhile, yep. some of the – from I didn't watch it because I don't get AE, But from what I've seen, half the stuff that they get, they're just given anyway. Because they always show, well, like, you know, yeah. the price. And it's always gratis. <laughs> <laughs> just
1: hand it to them. <laughs> but they're putting together everything and they have a no, – like a bunker full of this stuff. Hopefully one day they will physically open the Hall of Fame as they keep talking about.
4: You, you know, when... I, I don't know if any of you guys have been to any WrestleMania accesses uh, throughout the years, or at least maybe the couple that have been in New York. They do bring some of the stuff. Yeah. And and it's so cool to walk... Through, even though it's very, extremely limited and usually only to cater to, like, whoever's going into the Hall of Fame that year. But to see, like old championship belts, old ring-worn gear, to see like Alundra Blaze's women's belt that she actually threw in the trash, to see it there in person, to see all the caskets throughout the year. remember one year I went and they just had all the caskets lined up. And I remember um, two of them were mislabeled. Like yeah. they flipped it. And I'm the only idiot there. Like that's <laughs> used by gold dust. And that was a Yokozuna one. And I go up to one of the volunteers. And I'm like, excuse me, ma'am. Um, yeah. the, the, these are wrongly labeled. That should be that. She just stared at me like, what?
3: I just said dollars an hour. You think I know? Like, what? Excuse me,
2: miss. This clearly isn't the casket that Yoko Zeno was terrified of. Please change
4: it. I said it. And she looked at me like, bro, you need a life. <laughs> I'm like, agreed, but still, this is another it.
3: one mentioning this thing um, to me. I just had wait, someone talk about it. I mean, motorcycle. <laughs> <anything else. laughs>
0: when please it comes to me. this show, Swear to
3: God, every single one of these accesses,
1: it's virgins. As far as the <laughs> wait, wait, wait. please tell me you did it in the voice of the Simpsons comic book guy. I should have. <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> I was dead serious.
4: I was a hundred percent serious too. When I'm like, I am doing just is here i don't want some kid to walk up and be like yoko didn't fit in that casket designed for gold dust and i'm i was 100 serious and this lady looked at me like i'm just here as a volunteer so i can just show my little brother a wrestler or something
2: in the next, I mean, black in the next raid few hours i have to transfer over to the drink cart around the, basically around
4: the basically just, but i I will say this: the coolest thing that I ever saw at an access. Uh, I mean, you know, they had the that hell in the cell, they had the elimination chamber there and stuff. But remember, like during the nineties, the early, especially WrestleMania eight. Remember that um, what they walked out of the uh, the entrance way, just very wow. simple, just yeah. lights, and the, they had that actual entrance way there. That's and true. I remember, I'm like, I'm walking through this, yeah, and fun. and I just got behind it, and I'm like, I gave my camera to the volunteer. I'm like, just hit play, and I'll do she the rest.
1: Ran. Uh,
4: yeah i did my stupid little thing i'll Uh I'll put that up on on the on the board uh, on the um on the chat because i I have that and when i did uh like commentary for for an event you can do like a minute and a half or whatever and they tape it uh and then you can download it later so me and my buddy uh we comment we commentated the end of wrestlemania 31 when rollins cashed in money in the bank Mm-hmm. so of course you know like I knew what was happening but I did the play by play and I'm not just saying this to Barry Horowitz myself but I was the only one that got an ovation after nice. I was done nice. doing the commentary so I'm like one do another one's like you gotta leave I'm like okay <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> okay well all this and more will be on every episode of the ring crew podcast uh, right now I think we're done with this show So let's uh, get in our plugs. Remember, we have a Facebook page. I know everybody has a Facebook page. We have a Facebook page called The Ring Crew. So go on there. Please join, post, ask questions, what you'd like us to cover, anything you want. But we also have individual projects. So we're going to plug away. Sean Radford, go. Uh, So uh, I I represent one
2: Part of a weekly podcast on Wednesday nights called Circling the Drain Podcast. It's a comedy show about nothing. And uh, you know, we kick out the jams of hilarity for an hour a week for your listening pleasure. That's that's about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sean the masked Sean. Anything?
0: Um, my computer's caught. Fireworks been taking up all my time. I've been doing nothing but trying to dig myself out of a hole. Fair enough.
1: He's nice. in a hole, so if you want to help him, dig himself out of a <laughs> hole. All
2: right. Be... Grab a shovel and come on over to insert Sean's address here.
1: <laughs>
0: S- S- send me screen. money.
1: We're going to do a GoFundMe to dig out. <laughs> okay. And by the way, we won't put you in Yokozuna's coffin. We'll put you in the right coffin.
0: <laughs> no, I would fit in Yokozuna's coffin. <laughs> okay, oh. <then. laughs>
3: Next is Steve Rabbi Pickles Rabinowitz. So many nicknames on it. <laughs> well,
4: Rabbi Pickles.
3: Yes, <laughs> rab- Rabbi Pickles. That's as long coach. as they coach, you're with one. Uh, as Mr. Radford beautifully put, I am at points, part of a show called Circling Order. the Drain. <laughs> at points. I am at, at part of Circling the Drain. We have a Facebook page. We are available on many different platforms. So, it's a comedy show about nothing. There's also a sports show about nothing that I do on various what occasions. Where's
1: the mute places. button? Hold on.
3: <laughs> and then on the sports slides, we won't talk about wrestlers like during <laughs> the show. We'll talk about other stuff that happens, and I have other projects. So stick, stay tuned to that. Are you watching the well- Monaco GP? No, I am not watching them oh. on my the JP. This is not one of the things i try. To <laughs> okay, the NBA takes up all of my time right now, so okay. <laughs> you don't cover you don't cover
2: you don't cover auto racing on the clothesline. You got other sort of dirty laundry. <laughs> no, it doesn't fit around. on the clotheslines. So we try to cover right.
3: people like, <laughs> right. yeah. 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 hey, do you yeah. have
1: the finals of the Finland curling matches?
3: I can't, <laughs> first
0: off. <laughs> formula <laughs> one is
1: a huge
0: <laughs> i know i know i know constantly.
1: okay before we start let's go to larry Mormon. <laughs> i got shows dang it no um
4: <laughs> Two shows. Uh, please definitely tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, the Retro Gamers podcast. Myself and my friend Anthony Rippo, we just reminisce about the days of yesteryear with video game. That's every Tuesday. We're also on YouTube and IGTV. And every other Wednesday, the Better Half podcast. We're a show that tries to be funny, but ends up being about nothing. Myself and Frank Messina. We talk about life married, life single. He's miserable being happy. I'm happy being miserable. And uh, we just have a good time ranting. That's every other Wednesday. And we just wrapped up our 2021 March Babeness tournament. So you can hear who the winner was on uh, this week's episode coming up.
1: Okay. And this podcast, as well as the Circling the Drain podcast, which I am part of, can be heard on iTunes, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Himalaya, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio. So, wherever podcasts are, if you put in the rain crew, I'm really hoping our podcast is the one that pops up. <laughs> so, hold on. until next time, next month, anybody know what the next pay-per-view in WWE is?
3: Well, then oh. we have a couple of June pay-per-views. I believe NXT goes on the 13th. And then on the 20th, we'll have Money in the Bank 2021.
2: And we also got a Double or Nothing in two weeks, so possibility of covering that one. That's true. A-A-D-O.
0: A-A-D-O.
1: So we will be back. Guys, it's been great. Everybody go enjoy the rest of your day.
5: See Bye. you. Bye.